Mike. Today we're going to talk about one of the most hated typefaces in the world, Comic Sans. On the surface, it does seem weird that a typeface, like just a typeface, could garner such strong emotions, but yet here we are. That's right. We're pivoting to talk about type. Welcome to Font Genius. (laughs) (laughs) No one would listen to that show. Uh, So we're just going to talk about this one and then run away. Yeah, I don't want to roll it out. I don't want to roll it out. I could do an episode on Helvetica. Helvetica, Wingdings. Yeah, let's, let's, let's not say that Font Genius isn't a thing. Okay. Comic Sans does not have features at the end of its strokes, so it is classified as a sans serif typeface. Let's talk about this. Typeface, not font. So a font is a single iteration of something, but because there are a couple of variations of Comic Sans, it is considered a typeface or a group of individual fonts. Right, and those individual fonts can be different weights, italicized, that kind of stuff. Exactly. And they all make up the overall typeface. Yes. Cool. Comic Sans is a casual script typeface. I guess I view it like on the beach, having a drink, (laughs) laid back. (laughs) It was inspired by comic book lettering and was designed for use in informal documents or printed materials for children. It was designed by Vincent Conair, a typographer who was working for Microsoft in the 1990s. Conair was focused on the ill-fated Microsoft Bob project, potentially another episode of Ungenius in the future. Um, This project was in need of a typeface to use inside of some speech bubbles. Instead of more traditional sketching, Conair drew each letter form with a mouse, which resulted in some forms with uneven heights and a lack of straight lines. The design set off a firestorm within Microsoft, and many people thought it was too sloppy or childlike even for the Bob project. So it was held until making it out the door as part of Microsoft 3D Movie Maker and later in Windows 95. By then, it circulated within Microsoft and could be seen on inner office communications about birthdays, holidays, and more. You know, the jaunty stuff. That's right. Mm-hmm. Is Microsoft a very jaunty place? I don't get that vibe for Microsoft. I think that's why Comic Sans is used, yeah. <laughs> to add some jauntiness. After its release, Comic Sans spread like a virus across multiple Microsoft products becoming one of the default typefaces in Microsoft Publisher and Internet Explorer, and it even came pre-installed on Windows Phone years later. I'm a little confused as to how a font could be used in Internet Explorer. You just set the whole internet to Comic Sans. Could you actually do that? I don't know. Probably. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I guess this was before web fonts, right? So maybe people used to just set their own font or something. Um, In 2011, Comic Sans Pro was released as an improved and expanded version of the typeface. It added italic variants, small capitals, and extra symbols. It was published on April Fool's Day, so people (laughs) assumed it wasn't real. Microsoft set everyone straight by including it in Windows 8 when it shipped in 2012. That's how you know you want the public to take your product seriously. Re- actually release it on April 1. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's it. That's the history of Comic Sans. Let's talk a little bit about where it has shown up over the years. Well, I mean, the answer is everywhere. So this could be a super long episode of Ungenius or Font Genius, but we'll give some notable examples. One is a letter from the now former owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers, which he sat in Comic Sans. This letter was to fans after LeBron James left the team, but no one remembers the message, just the typeface. 
I totally remember this. Even 10 years later, he it was mocked wildly. What a great way to share some bad news. I know. You know? Trying to ease the blow, you know? Take the edge off. In 2012, a spokesperson at CERN, which is the uh, lab- the place with the um, Large Hadron Collider, That's right. used Comic Sans in a presentation unveiling the discovery of the Higgs boson. So possibly one of the biggest scientific discoveries of all time. As a 2014 April Fool's Day joke, CERN claimed that it would be switching all its publications to Comic Sans. Those scientists, God, they're so jaunty <laughs> over there, aren't they? <laughs> Those rapscallions. In 2012, a Dutch World War II monument came under fire for using Comic Sans to list the names of those killed in the war. No, I don't even understand that. What right? are you doing? Like, surely you're paying extra to get it. I don't understand. I just don't get it. This was also an issue in Chile in 2018 when a statue of former President Pedro Aguirre Cerda was inaugurated, complete with a plaque set in Comic Sans. That one I like more. Yeah. Then the then the war monument. Yeah. Um, the war monument is not it's not good. Yeah. The UK is guilty as well. As part of the United Kingdom's Brexit debate, the Conservative Party tweeted an image stating MPs must come together and get Brexit done set in Comic Sans. Some say this was a wise move bringing more attention to the debate, but I I think they just picked the wrong typeface. No, nah, man. I think it was Mimi. Like, I remember this happening. I think they did it for the memes. Think they, so? they wanted like the engagement on the tweet, yeah. I think stuff like that happens, you know? Like people pretend to do something wrong so that you will everyone retweets hmm. it, but you're actually getting the message out there. Okay. I'm gonna change the uh change the file on the relay website real quick. Now see everyone would everyone would go and look at it, wouldn't they? It'd yeah. be great. It'd be great. So you guess how you boost traffic. But America is not innocent. In October 2019, when the House Intelligence Committee requested that two of Rudy Giuliani's associates produce documents as part of an investigation, attorney John Dowd submitted a letter of explanation written in our new favorite typeface. Oh, oh no. That's just bad. That's just stupid. (laughs) Why would you do that? You got to fire that attorney. Uh, of course, Comic Sans is ever-present in schools. One survey reported that 44% of teachers use Comic Sans in teaching resources. They say it's due to the typeface's high legibility, which actually makes it easier for students of dyslexia to read. My wife works in an elementary school. Comic Sans is everywhere in that building. Oh, of course. Yeah. Everywhere. I mean, it's, the cool, it's the school font. It's not the cool font. It's the school font. The cool school font. <laughs> Cool school font. Comic Sans is also used to model handwriting as its lowercase mm. letters are all designed correctly. Isn't that true of most typefaces? Like, I'm not 100% sure what that statement Hel- is. Helvetica doesn't have A backwards. Is this from, a, I mean, Wikipedia? <laughs> I guess the thing is with Comic Sans, it probably is easy to trace over uh, with handwriting, you know? And also, as we've established, kids think it's cool. The cool school font. Mm-hmm. Not everyone thinks it's cool. Within a few years of its release, designers complained that Comic Sans was overused and that its design made serious documents seem informal and even disrespectful. In 1999, a group named Ban Comic Sans, which you're so close. Why not Comic Bands? Oh, that's so much better. I don't understand how people can get so close to these things, but anyway. Just leave it on the table. 
It was formed by two Indianapolis graphic designers, Dave and Holly Combs. The pair were hired to create a sign for a children's museum exhibit, and the client insisted on using Comic Sans for the work. I have a story about this. Okay. In the past, I've done some freelance work for the Children's Museum here, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. one of the jobs I did was some signage, and I did you know several different versions. We could pick typefaces. They were all childlike typefaces, right? Like handwritten for kids. I did not put Comic Sans in my presentation because I knew that would be the one chosen. I just actively avoided it. Oh, nice. Sadly, bancomicsans.com has been taken down, but its main message was that any typeface used should match the tone of its text and the context in which that text appears. So things like scientific discoveries of the century should be placed in a more traditional typeface not not this so i guess what they're saying is you don't want to print the rules for the swimming pool in comic sans or use it as a program for a funeral or something (laughs) don't do that maybe if a clown is dead you know like someone oh my god who loved who loved fun (laughs) (laughs) if i die first mike don't use comic sans on my funeral program you know i'm gonna now (laughs) you know it's happening now Comic book artist Dave Gibbons, whose work was one of the inspirations for the typeface in the first place, called it ugly, saying he, quote, couldn't have just used the original font because Comic Sans is a real mess. Film producer and New York Times essayist Errol Morris conducted an online experiment comparing Comic Sans to other fonts, including Baskerville, Helvetica, Georgia, and others. Readers said that Comic Sans made them slightly less likely to believe the statements set in the typeface. That's wild. And like how you can interpret something just based on the letter forms. I guess it's like an authority type thing, you know? Yeah. Um, But it's not all bad. Like we mentioned, it is often recommended for people with dyslexia and children who are learning to read because it's a simple typeface. In the Netherlands, Comic Sans is huge. We mentioned the the War Memorial. That's weird. What? What are they doing over there? Uh, but starting in 2009, the first Friday of every July is National Comic Sans Day. Every July? Oh, my word. They're the first Friday year? of every July. It's an annual holiday, and it's often used in the branding of many Dutch companies. They don't see it the way we see it, I guess. Wow. Hmm, interesting. In 2014, Craig Rosinski set out to update Comic Sans and create something that he felt could be more acceptable to the new, quote, typographically savvy generation. Rosinski's <laughs> typeface, Comic Noia, took three years of work and a Kickstarter campaign to bring it to fruition. I actually think it looks really nice. It's better, that's for sure. It's it's much nicer. It's much, much nicer. But anyway, maybe we should let the original creator of Comic Sans have the last word. Conair has said, if you love it, you don't know much about typography. But if you hate it, you really don't know much about typography either, and you should get another hobby. Oh, that's spicy. What a baller statement. I love it. I love it. And I, you know what? I kind of agree with him. I actually do kind of agree with him. Like... Maybe he gets a bit much at the end. I, I think the quote would be better if he just stopped at either, mm-hmm. right? So if he just said, if you love it, you don't know much about typo- typography, but if you hate it, you really don't know much about typography either. That's the good quote. The end you should get another hobby is maybe yeah. a bit harsh. But I, because like, look, you only don't like it because it's used so much. 
if it wasn't used so much, it would be like any other font, really. But I think that it's a good one for a lot of the intended purposes. I think it is a good font for schools and stuff like that because it is jaunty and it's easy to read. But You just like saying jaunty. It turns out I do. If you want to find links, read more about Comic Sans, Microsoft Bob, all this other stuff, they're on the website at relay.fm slash ungenius slash 114. While you're there, you can send us an email with a suggestion of your favorite weird topic on Wikipedia, and it will go on the list. This topic, by the way, chosen by our very own Mike Hurley. Congrats to uh, to Mike Hurley, whoever that may be. I have literally zero memory of making this selection. So You put I'm it on the list with your name next to it. <laughs> Did I? Interesting. Like probably like two years ago. Yeah, that's probably the most likely thing. The list is really long. This could be a daily show. You can also find us on Twitter. The show is at Ungeniused. You can find Mike there as I-M-Y-K-E. And you can find me on Twitter as I-S-M-H. And until our next episode of Font Genius, Mike, say goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye, y'all.